0: This is Bill Messerly with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, bringing you a special Frontline of Hope update with Bishop Robert J. Brennan, Bishop for the Diocese of Columbus for Friday, the fifth week of Easter. Easter is a season of 50 days, and we are still in that Easter season through Pentecost on May 31st. Happy Easter, Your Excellency.
1: Happy Easter. And happy feast of St. Isidore.
0: Yeah, St. Isidore. I'd asked my mom about St. Isidore and asked if she knew who that was. And after I gave her a few hints, she did know who that was. But I didn't know who he was until I did some research on him. Tell us a little bit about St. Isidore and your early morning.
1: Sure. Very good. Well, you know, actually, there's more than one Saint Isidore. Believe it or not, actually, Saint Isidore the Farmer, who we celebrate today, was named after Saint Isidore the Bishop, by the the famous Archbishop of Seville. But we're talking about Saint Isidore the Farmer today, and I think it's important that we do this today because um, we our diocese is so rich, so richly blessed by many farming communities, many rural communities. And, um, of course, St. Isidore and his wife, Maria, St. Maria, are great examples, um, great, great uh, patrons uh, for farming communities and for farming families and for all families, you might say. So uh, Isidore goes back into the uh, he was born in 1070, so you know those early years of the, uh, uh, the, the that millennium, um, and he uh, he was a farmer, in a peasant farmer. He and his wife Maria. Maria is beatified, but she's actually remembered among the people in in Seville as, as um, Saint Maria. So I'll say Saint Isidore and Saint Maria. They struggled through life. They were they worked the fields. Um, They had one child who died early on as an infant, and um, so they had great love for God and great trust for God. Not because their life was easy, but because they found strength from God in all the difficulties and all the the sufferings of their life, and. um, Isidore was set apart as a farmer. He he was known to be praying all the time. And other farmers, he was a day worker. And others would say, why does he get away with this? And yet he always seemed to produce as much as anybody else. And uh, and when the uh, landowner watched, he had visions. He saw angels surrounding Isidore and helping him with his work. So he put together that that, that beautiful balance of prayer and hard work. And he knew that God would be his strength. So, so he's an important uh, figure for farmers. So I, it's important for us to celebrate him. But this morning, I went out to Coddington. We have a church in Coddington, Sacred Hearts Church, and the uh, Church of the Sacred Hearts. Right behind it, there's a field with a farm, and um, and actually didn't they did, Not far behind that is a little airstrip uh, where the crop dusters are. So this is a farming community. It's one of the farming communities in our diocese that suffered a great deal last year. If you remember, we had the spring with all that rain. Mm -hmm. And a number of farmers really suffered. They they never really got their um, plants – they never really got their fields planted. So – I thought it was important that we take advantage of this day. We were hoping to have um, something like the old Rogation Masses, Masses for seed time earlier in the spring, but um, the COVID virus changed all of that. So today on the Feast of St. Isidore, I went out just to do a simple blessing, a symbolic blessing. I blessed the field right behind the church, asking God to bless um, the, the crops of all of the farming families and all the farming communities in our diocese, and then this afternoon I'll head out to Madison County and visit a few farming families out that way.
0: Don't you find um, those who are working in the fields more rooted, literally, in their personality and their family life, not just rooted in, in the soil?
1: Indeed, indeed, and I think that's why St. Isidore is such a model for us, because so many in our rural communities, so many in our families, they are so many in our farms. Rather, they are rooted. That's a good word. They're rooted in family life, and uh, very often, farming work is a family project. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and uh, and it's rooted in you know care for God's creation. They understand the, the the rhythm of the seasons and the care of the earth, and and they, they more than anyone know how we really do these things in a partnership with God. Um, you know, Jesus used that beautiful parable of the farmer planting the seed and doing his part of the work, right? If a farmer plants, the seed, it's a lot of hard work doing, doing farming, but there's something happening underneath the ground that the farmer has no control over whatsoever. God's doing something mm-hmm. underneath the soil and God, Uh, something even once the plant emerges. So again, the farmer's got to care for it. He's got to till it. He's got to make sure it grows straight and tall. Imagine, for example, corn. But that's a work of God when you think of the stalk and the corn inside of it and the possibility of life emerging from this. There's a, a cycle there that's out of our control and yet God allows... Men and women to 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 partner in that work
0: i've always been struck by the joy of uh, my aunts and uncles who uh, are in the farming field and uh, you were talking about seed planting and as you were talking, I was thinking that you know we in 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 a non farming world or at least myself we plant the seed and we just presume that it's going to grow and mm-hmm. And maybe we we just miss the the true joy of seeing our seed grow as they do. And then they can rejoice more, more deeply because it is growing. All that work went into something.
1: All that work goes into something and something that's very important. We depend on our farming community for our very nourishment, for our very lives. And, you know, <clears throat> last year it was difficult enough because of the weather. And so many suffered uh, greatly last year. This year, the situation we find ourselves in—that that's hitting us all hard—has its effects on the farming community. Mm -hmm. Has its effects on the supply chain, but also on them being able to get their produce out to us. So it's a strange thing when you find shortages of things. In uh, the supermarkets, and yet the farmers have sort of an overabundance. But it's the ability, really, (laughs) to process all of that and to distribute it. So um, a lot of food is being wasted. So this is another hardship on the farming community. Last year it was weather. This year it's the related issues to the virus. So. It's a a lot of hard work and a good amount of suffering, and, you you know, there were joys, but there were also deep disappointments, and um, that's where I think the faith is so important to our farming communities, the parishes that are in our rural communities. You see a depth of faith because there's that real experience of the joys and the sufferings in, in, in life, and um, and our partnership with God and really our dependency uh, upon the Lord. And so we, we turn to the Lord in prayer at this season, this this planting season.
0: You're listening to Bishop Brennan as he's talking about uh, trust, uh, the partnership with God. Uh, today is the feast of St. Isidore the farmer and his wife, um, St. Maria. And we were also talking a little bit about the royal, com- royal communities and the model of the family. Uh, Bishop Brennan, you also had a release today uh, about some of the guidelines on the reopening for masses.
1: I did, I did. You know, I'll start by saying that the uh, our visits, my visit earlier today in Coddington and uh, the visit later in um, in Madison County, they're all keeping in mind social distance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had my mask on, and uh, we had a small group of representatives who were there to pray on behalf of the whole community, and uh, we kept our social distance. And so that's really the spirit in which um, we approach the opening of our masses. So there's nothing in those two releases, in the letter, nor in the guidelines, that would be surprising. These are all things we've been talking about for the last week of here on St. Gabriel Radio. So um, it just gives some of the practical aspects of things that need to be considered by all the faithful as we begin to make our way back to Mass. So as you know, churches are beginning to open this week for prayer. Secondly, um, the uh, confessions continue by way of appointment. And then the big announcement, which we've already made, is that on Pentecost Sunday, We hope to be able, in most parishes, to begin the public celebration of Sunday Mass, but even before that, in those weekdays just before the week of Memorial Day, there'll be opportunities for daily Mass. So these documents, one, the guidelines actually point out the things that need to be considered. My letter is more has a pastoral tone, and it's really thanking everybody for their patience and for the sacrifices that they made these days, um, that it's recognizing it's, it, this has been a real loss for us. This has been a real suffering for us. But the sacrifices we made were there to uh, protect human life and to allow for the medical professionals to be able to address the problem in an orderly way without becoming overwhelmed by it all. And um, it, from what we we're told, it seems to have made a difference. And so now, even while we gingerly take our steps to reopen, we do so in a way that respects all those sacrifices, and still maintains the, the, a, a deep respect for human life, and and taking whatever steps we can out of consideration for one another, so that we don't spread this disease. It still we it, you know the my the letter it's a pastoral in tone saying we need to we need to be flexible we need to be patient and we will and you know what that's what i've i've discovered that so much here people are good people are so so good and um and while we all miss the eucharist and while we all miss being together on sunday we know This is going to be a slow process, and people are really committed to the right things. And I I just stand in so much admiration of the good people of this diocese.
0: Thank you, Bishop Brennan. And Bishop Brennan, would you like to close your update with a prayer?
1: Sure, sure. Let's ask the intercession of our Blessed Mother during these days of Easter. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Queen of heaven, rejoice, alleluia, for the son whom you were privileged to bear, alleluia, has risen as he said, alleluia. Pray for us to God, alleluia. Rejoice and be glad, O Virgin Mary, alleluia, for the Lord has truly risen, alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. And may Almighty God bless all of you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thank you, Bishop Brennan, for giving us these updates and for safe travels today to Madison County and your visits to additional farmers on the Feast of St. Isidore the Farmer. And we'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. with you for Holy Mass from the Cathedral and then Sunday, 10.30 a.m. And we'll talk to you next week as well with your updates.
1: Very well. Thank you. Have a great weekend.
0: You too. God bless. And now we rejoin our regularly scheduled programming already in progress.